Welcome to the Design Build Institute of America's Design Build Delivers podcast. I'm Kim Wright at DBIA's national headquarters. We're a goal-driven industry, continuously working to meet budget, schedule, and of course, project goals. And while every team strives for excellence, what does it take to deliver a truly impressive design build project, one that really raises the bar? Each year, DBIA looks at some of the nation's best design build projects to honor those who put design build done right to work and delivered extraordinary projects. It's award season here at National Headquarters and our jury is now meeting to pick the 2020 National Design Build Project and team winners. So what better time to talk to our current Project of the Year team about the sharp Chula Vista Hospital Ocean View Tower. So we're talking a little bit about what makes a, a, a project, a DBIA project of the year, and it's a little bit of everything, but we know that there are some common elements that make the difference between a good team, a great team, and a terrific team. So let's talk a little bit first just project, and then I wanna talk about team. Tell me a little bit about what this project was all about first off. What was, what was the primary goal with Sharp? So on the owner side, the primary goal was bed replacement and expansion of our um, med surge and ICU um, programming, as well as additional OR platform, pharmacy, um, kitchen, support services to support our existing hospital. Challenges and, go ahead. Yeah, I think um, the vision for, um, in terms of design is when we looked at um, this really wonderful healthcare system that, and especially for the Chula Vista Hospital to um, give a new new life and a new vision that really could um, parallel the wonderful service, healthcare service that they were providing the community. And that really the facilities didn't equal, um, I think the type of care that the physicians and the nurses were providing. And again, so making a new home, a new identity, a beacon in the community was really the goal for the design. And the community was growing, so we needed, as a healthcare provider, we needed to provide more support space to allow for them to have access to healthcare. Challenges in this project? There always are. Yeah, and I think this is what separated this from being a great team to a world-class team, is this team um, took challenges on in a positive manner. Everybody, everybody had a voice matters approach to problem solving and solutions. Um, every OAC, it was about how do we solve the problem without blame and, and going backwards. I think that's what separates this team from many others was its kind of mutual respect and just ability to work together to solve all the problems. There were many problems, and, and owners, we always make changes. Healthcare is always evolving, and we have to stay up to the latest and greatest. Uh, both the contractor and the architect were our business partners in that process. So they shared the passion we did to roll out the most technology advanced hospital that we could provide to this community. I think the other challenges were that we were trying to set um, maybe a, a new paradigm for how we deliver projects. And so we were challenging, as Scrub mentioned, challenging each other about schedule and how to get it through even the local, uh, the through the agencies for approval and looking at a process and looking for improvements all the time. And so those challenges really um, put a burden on the team, but again, the team rose to the, um, to the task and all rallied together 
to work as a team. And that started early on from programming because there was a lot that wanted me in this building. I'm all the way through issues on the site um, where we work to solve solutions and look at look for innovation. Tell me a little bit about the build itself. Challenges there? Um, yeah, there, there's uh, there's always challenges. And, and we had, this is a, it was a new tower on an existing campus. So, you know, trying to provide a new structure without um, really impacting their day-to-day operations is, is a big challenge. And um, one of the, the key successes was our ability to communicate with the, uh, the facility folks to make sure that, um, you know, our, our daily huddles were, were very productive. They knew exactly what we were doing. Uh, every person on the job was trained to understand that at any given moment, somebody could come out and say, hey, like we have an immediate stop rule if what you're doing is affecting patient care and there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Everybody was on board with that and it, and it really um, helped, you know, ensure that they get the best building and they also still provide world-class care in the, in the, the same time. And I think what the jurors saw was that high level of constant contact and collaboration is what was, I think, so impressive. Tell me a little bit about that. I think that was the culture. I think everybody communicated um, and over-communicated, which you can never do enough of. Uh, knowing we had an existing hospital, knowing we had, you know, unique cases that were emergent going on. Um, so the, everybody teamed up to work together, communicated, planned it. There were very few unplanned shutdowns. Um, unfortunately, you have site utilities that can get hit from time to time. They took a lot of extra care to uh, minimize and avoid all those. So again, uh, over-communication is the key to this success. You know, I think, again, in design build, there are you know, there is the importance of the owner, the builder, and the designer and the architect. But I'd say the owner is pivotal in all of this. Um, it is their project. It is their vision. It is their program. And I think um, that collaboration and that teamwork starts, I think, from the RFQ. The way the RFQ is written to the way the one-on-ones were managed, how collaborative it was, and then all the way through the OAC and the way that Greg and others have kind of laid out a very transparent, collaborative um, framework in which we all work. Um, I, I just think that that really was the glue. And, and team members changed throughout a very long process. But even though new pe- people came in, others left, there was always something about the team that bound, bound everyone together. And it binds everyone together, even, you know, at, even when the project is complete. And this is one of those unique, special um, Again, a synergy of uh, the owner, the builder, and the architect really coming together. Yeah, to, to expand on that a little bit too is um, we had great access to the end users of the spaces early on in the process, and that that's that's uh, very key because we're not having to guess or make assumptions as much. We can actually have the people that are performing that service in the room, and we and we can um, understand from their perspective. So, from the designers, are able to get it right the first time. And we, we didn't have a whole lot of um, changes coming later because, you know, we made a bad assumption or whatnot. And there, you know, there's some of that cause you're trying to, you know, you're always trying to, to uh, tweak to make sure it's, it's perfect. But um, in this case, we, we were really, really successful with that user group, um, you know, process at the beginning. Yeah, I think the, the running joke there was embrace failure through the mock-up process. And uh, we would laugh about it to take the negative spin of we didn't get it right the first time 
allowed the team to know that we had to make adjustments and make changes to meet all the user needs. So again, that was the running joke, embrace failure now, because we're not going to do it later, so. Well, and I think it's, you know, is, is it more challenging and do you, do you feel the burden more when you're talking about a user community where literally their lives are at stake on the choices that you make on, on the end, end, end project? Because we're a big system, we looked at this as not only a, a unique um, world-class hospital for Chula Vista, we see now applying this to all of our hospital systems when it relates to beds, ORs, uh, imaging, guided rooms, stuff like that. So we're using this and paying it forward on future towers we're already putting in design right now. Tell me a little bit about your user access. How did, how did that actually look? How did that work? You know, we had rounds and rounds of user group meetings um, and that were scheduled throughout the design process. Uh, there was a lot of engagement, a lot of interaction, and I think the other thing was there was consistency. So they, this was a commitment of time that they made, made for us. Um, they're working physicians and doctors and nurses and staff that are very busy, but um, they really cared. And again, this was their, this is their home, this is their facility, this is their workplace. And they took ownership and came to these meetings prepared. Um, and there was consistency again throughout the entire process. And you know, sometimes as architects, we um, there's synergy in the beginning and then people kind of um, start to feather off. But on this project, again, um, over and over again, uh, the meetings we would schedule would be well attended and everyone had big vision and big goals, but understanding about some of the limitations about cost and constructability issues as well. Yeah, and um, we did a, a virtual mock-up process on this as well, and that, it's fairly common now, but four years ago, it was, it was uh, kind of a, a new trend, and um, it was very successful in getting um, people that don't necessarily see drawings in 2D it, it, to be able to bridge that gap and actually have them walk into space and understand how it's going to function you you're able to pull that information out um, that that they don't even know how to convey it to you but in the virtual world it, it made sense and they could give us that feedback so um, we took it from there and then we actually went and built physical mock-ups as well and so we just kept tweaking that process so when they when they finally got the end result it was ex pretty much exactly what they wanted and it was a very top-down approach um, senior leadership all the way down to um, the frontline staff were involved, all with an equal weighted voice. Uh, senior leadership took the inputs from everybody and then made, I would say, um, really good decision support based on that to appease everybody. Not everybody got what they wanted, but they got what they needed. And uh, so everybody rallied around that because their voice mattered. Yeah. And that's one thing Sharp did too, was um, we actually bust um, any Sharp employee could come by the mock-ups and give feedback and so it was comic cards and I think there was I mean a couple hundred people went through those things and so wow. you know you're going to have different opinions but at least you get a good um, perspective across mm -hmm. all boards it's not just three or four people making decisions but the design was validated by yeah bring by it those on comments. Mm -hmm. yeah let us know exactly. let you know now right. and you can do something about it right yeah. right exactly picking your partners is critical but on a really terrific project that they'll often trace that back to picking the right partners. Is that true here? It was more than just partners, it was the people. Um, I've in my past have worked with the firms before, but this team had all the right people and all the right kind of 
Um, they could work together the best. So it wasn't that, that they were the smartest in the room. They just could all work together the best. So it was not only the right partners, but the right people. Mm -hmm. I would agree. You know, I think, again, there's a um, great relationship with Sharp and Hensel Phelps and Smith Group all um, as leaders of this team, design build team, but I, I'd say that again, it, it's a unique individuals and what they brought, the sacrifices individuals made for the project and the commitment and trust. I think trust is the big key um, issue is that there's trust that we can ask questions without being judged or being fearful or um, and being open to um, new ideas and fixing problems together. And whenever um, there was a call that I made to Greg or to Justin or to others within um, our partnership, um, it was all about what was the right thing to do rather than pointing blame or fingers or anything like that. We worked as a team all the way through. Yeah, I mean, relationships are, you know, that really does come down to, that's kind of the, uh, the main thing here. Because, um, you know, we, we do technical things with mm -hmm. design and building, but at the end of the day, you're, you're managing people. And so, you know, this is a four year process. So, um, having that, that relationships at the beginning, really just when you actually had the, some, some negative things happen, it, it, nobody was, you know, jumping off the ship. It was more of, Hey, here's the problem. And we can openly communicate to everybody without fear of shame. And, and then, you know, everybody's perspective comes in and we make the best decision and we move forward. Yeah, I was really proud to see they always made what was best for the project decisions. Money never came up more than maybe four or five times on some of the problems, but it was more like, all right, what is it? What does it really mean? It wasn't um, ever an issue on the entire project, I, I felt. Yeah. I mean, I, as an owner, I did push my team to make sure we paid you guys on time. Um, and if anything, we were always like asking for the change order work pricing throughout the process, not uh, not us holding it up and I think that puts all the consultants and subs on ease that hey they're getting paid for their efforts and uh, it was great to not have to sit through long meetings arguing about numbers yeah. it was more about what's the right thing to do and they always said what that was always at the end of the discussion what's the right thing to do let's do it and they did it without waiting for the authorization they did it knowing that we would get there what's the feedback been like from the folks who are in this beautiful project now they're using nothing it. but awe everybody's in in disbelief how um elegant how classic and how uh, warming the space is it's uh, what my phrase i've been using is we took architecture and art together to build a, a really a healing uh, feeling uh, hospital and that's rare because hospitals need to be sterile but they don't need to be sterile looking and uh so they knocked out of the park with some of the most elegant but, but I would say um, materials that will are durable and will last the test of time versus me having to replace them every 10 years so uh, we made some good decisions together and we're very proud of it and uh, yeah nothing nothing from the board members all the way down to my EBS crews there have been nothing but awe and, and really just happy to have a new home and, and let's not kid ourselves people are there 60 70 hours a week sometimes um, so they, they appreciate it. Must be nice to hear that feedback. Wonderful to hear that. Um, and again, you know, uh, healthcare design is, is our core market at Smith Group, but I think um, the words that Greg just used to describe 
the space reflects the culture of Sharp. So it was very easy as designers to create a warm space because of the warmth that we receive when we walk into Sharp and the care for their patients. And, and so we wanted, um, we had this vision of not making it sterile, making it um, all those wonderful people in the human uh, touch that really makes a difference when you are ill and sick and you need that. Um, so we we really pushed the design to have that feeling. In addition, um, there's some unique features. Um, and this was an owner uh, request to put the dining on the top of the building, a rooftop terrace and a dining that overlooked the community of Chula Vista. And um, that is something sometimes architects dream of doing. But this was where the owner was challenging us to figure out a way to do this and incorporate it within the budget. And, and uh, what a wonderful space it is for um, family members and children that have parents that are ill at the hospital or others that need to take a break or having a really intense day with multiple surgeries to take a break and look out in the landscape and the community and be on top of um, this wonderful space that really Sharp wanted for their employees, for their staff, and for their patients. So that, that was a privilege to design something special like that. Could this project have been, been as successfully delivered if it was not design-build? You know, I, that's a great question. I think if you have the right people, you could do it in any delivery method. Design-build creates that culture to be successful right off the bat. It gives everybody the tools to be successful. I think it really does come down to attitude and, um, and teamwork. And like I said, the culture that design-build brings makes that easier. Um, so, you know, I, I'm very thankful that Design Build created that kind of uh, culture and we just kind of pushed it. I, you know, I definitely pushed it even farther because I knew two years ago this was going to be a nationally recognized project because it was that, you could see it had all the elements of that and that coming into Design Build, um, kind of the, the arena that I'm in now, I definitely see the value that it brings. So in my history, I've done design build before and I've done uh, traditional methods. This one sets the tone right off the bat. What about from a team perspective? Well, it's, it was a very um, fast schedule when you really think about what we started with was a concept. I mean, that's what it was. Um, and, and to get it, you know, fully uh, designed and built in, you know, four years, under four years um, with a bunch of make ready work and everything else. It, by, by doing it design build allowed us to, and we selected subcontractors early on off, off qualifications. And so we, we brought the team together at the beginning. Um, so we had the right resources early on to make decisions that we didn't uh, necessarily have to uh, make assumptions on. So I think the, the, um, the amount of, we didn't have a bunch of two steps forward, three steps back moments. And I think if we went under a different delivery method, we would have had more of those. So we probably could have done it, but you know, Greg walked into this on a stipulated sum and we delivered it for, for the, 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 the price that he wanted. And I don't know if we could have done that in a different, uh, a different delivery method. Big picture perspective on this project. Is this, is this going to be a favorite? Is this, what, how, where does this project stack in your, your list of long and you've all been involved in lots of projects over your career? Where, where does this one stack? Well, we were just talking about that outside in the hallway together, which we said, you know, 
We've all been doing this for a long time and over a career of designing buildings um, for the past 30 years, there are a lot of projects that are important. There are um, project teams, it's about the people and that team and the memory of, of working together and the way um, struggling together, challenging each other. I really do think that this stands out in, um, you know, in my career, at least the top three projects, because I think it is special. It is unique. It's a delivery method that um, that unites us uh, together. And I think um, that we will stay united even after the project is done, you know, and after the ribbon cutting and people are using it. Um, I think it is one of those teams that will come back together and continue to ce celebrate the success that we've had to our um, industry. It'll always be special to me. Um, I, I live in Chula Vista, so it's, it's extra cool building a building that is for my community and that my family might need one day. Um, so, you know, and it's a, it's a landmark um, in the community. It's on top of the hill. And uh, it was really cool to see Sharp invest in the, that campus and in into that community and because uh, it was underserved. And, and now it's, uh, it's, it's got the, the resources that it needs. Yeah, for me, I, I mean, we're definitely honored and humbled to get Project of the Year. But I would say for the couple hundred or almost a thousand people that worked on it, we're probably looking at a project of a lifetime for many, including myself. I, I do rate this as one of the top three in my career, and I've been doing this for 30 years. And I saw that immediately. We have a world-class team, and we just, you know, it was up to me to help push it. Um, but I think a lot of people will leave knowing this is one of their marquee projects in their whole career. Well, congratulations, because it was well-deserved. Yeah, thank thank you. you. Thank you. DBIA will be honoring our winners at the Design Build Conference and Expo in October. We're planning to live stream the ceremony to our virtual attendees and offer a COVID safe celebration for those who attend in person. Learn more at dbia.org conferences.